Hello again. It's nearly the end of the spring 2020 semester, and we've had a really wild ride this year. Uh, I am your Gab and Grow host, Mary Beth Griffin, and I sincerely hope that your last couple months have been manageable and healthy for you and your families. And speaking of you and your families, it's kind of a nice segue into our topic today. Uh, if you're a regular Gab and Grow listener, you've figured out by now that the bulk of the time we talk to traditional students who are usually young, unmarried, 18 to 24 years old. But at WCSU, we have a really wide variety of students who attend our campus. And with that variety comes a lot of different kinds of challenges. So today we're going to talk to a, a different but very significant segment of our population, which is college students who are married with children. And they usually have a full-time job on top of that, along with all the other things that come with living in the world and adulting. So today we have with us two women who have been there and done that. <laughs> Our first guest is someone who's done this recently, and many of you know her because you've been in class with her or you've worked alongside her during her uh, previous job as an administrative assistant in the campus and student centers, and she's now the admin assistant in the CSI offices and runs university testing services. So that's a mouthful. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Oni. This is Oni Figueroa. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Beth. Thank you for having me here today. Um, yeah, it's, uh, my experience was really um, different. I think um, maybe not different for, for non-traditional students, but different for traditional students. Yeah. Um, I graduated in 2011. Weird to even say that because it was like <laughs> just yesterday. Um, I got a bachelor of business administration minor in human resources. Um, and I've been working on campus for 13 years now. And like <laughs> Beth said, for CSI, where I enjoy yeah. working with students. Um, my history or my background is that I decided to go to college after graduating high school um, after 20 years. Wow. Um, which is a long time. Yes. Yep. Um, I always wanted to go back and didn't know what to do and I couldn't afford to go or yeah. didn't have a family. And that made it even worse for me. But with the support of my husband and family, I was able to um, apply for, for WestCon. And I applied as a part-time student because um, okay. obviously I couldn't handle a yeah. full-time yeah. <laughs> degree uh, classes. Um, and I, when I applied, I had no idea what I was going to do or, me, or what to expect and what to apply for. At first, I had applied for education. I mean, I wanted to become a teacher. And I think midway, I decided to go for business instead. Mm -hmm. So that I don't think you knew that part. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I did change my degree uh, midway. Um, yep. But going back to school for me was uh, very stressful. Um, I had a lot of pressure on me between handling home, work, and family. Um, not only that, but I also had a six-month-old baby when I went back to school. <laughs> yeah. And three other children. So total four. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I always wanted to get my degree and my husband pushed me a little, my family, and I went for it. And here I am. <laughs> Great. Yes. Well, it's, it's really interesting because I'm going to introduce our other guests now. And there's a lot of similarities to, ah, to okay. things. Um, 
So our other guest is someone who's very special to me because I've known her literally all of my life. Um, she, as a young married mother with five kids, and, and she was working full time at the time as an elementary school teacher, um, but she managed to go to school to finish off her bachelor's degree, and I'll have her tell us a little bit about that in a minute. Um, in addition to teaching and then taking care of my dad and we had five kids in our family, so um, I want to say a warm and happy welcome to my mom, Bert Morales. Hi, mom. Hello there. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here, right? I know, I know. So, yeah. mom, you you did this all back in the sixties and seventies, so it's been a little while since you were in school. But I think a lot of the demands that come with this kind of education are exactly the same whether they happened 50 years ago or happen now so can can you start by telling us yours you know i mentioned that that you were already teaching full-time so can you talk about how that happened because that's not usually the way things go these days with teachers so <laughs> well let me start by saying i i really started um, going to school in the 50s uh, because I had a scholarship and uh, and it was for education. And back in those days, women pretty much had uh, the choice to go to, to become a teacher, to become a secretary, uh, and to become a nurse. That was pretty much it. So I did uh, go to school and in the middle of my um, two-year stint that it was going to be, uh, a job came open to teach uh, a third grade class that had had, it was beginning of the year, but they had had um, four substitutes uh, in the first four weeks before I uh, uh, was asked to go there to teach. And so I did. There were 42 kids in a third grade class. Oh, my gosh. It was, <laughs> it was quite interesting, yeah. you know. And being as young as I was, you know, you... you take those things, okay, this is what it is, and you do it. But um, today, people would say, no way am I going to have 42 kids of all abilities in that class. Yeah. Yeah, and you were only 19 at the time then, right? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, so for both of you, what were, I'll start with you, Mom, and then Oni, maybe you can, can mm -hmm. pitch in. What were some of the biggest challenges that you found you know, having this grown-up kind of life, but also going to school. Okay, that's the, the other thing that I uh, didn't mention was that I was going to school full-time uh, at that time. And uh, so, I, I don't know, I think maybe I was so young that it didn't seem as daunting as it would be, you know, if I had been in my 20s or 30s uh, when it happened. But I... Um, my life was really revolving around uh, teaching because I'd go to school in the evening and I would teach all day and then go to school uh, in the evening and uh, do the classes that I needed to get certified. And because I had temporary certification being only 19 and um, and my certification that I got was uh, just temporary also because you still needed to have a four-year degree, but right. uh, but it was that was my life. You know, there wasn't yeah. a whole lot, and plus I was uh, holding down a part-time job at the university, so 
that that was my yeah. life. So then you had a, a little pause because you got married and had kids. Right. And and stopped teaching for a little while, but then you decided to go back. I, I, I taught uh, full-time until I got pregnant with John, my oldest child. And, um, and then in those days, you know, if you were pregnant, you weren't allowed to teach uh, because God forbid the kids would see you with maternity clothes on. Wow. <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to teach anymore after I started wearing uh, maternity clothes. And uh, so I, uh, and during that, uh, that time that I was uh, pregnant and I had John, um, an opening came up for a job uh, in um, Farmington, which means nothing to you except our, our, <laughs> area was uh, settled by people from Connecticut. So yeah. we have a lot of the same names. Anyway, so I went to finish out a year in, um, in Farmington teaching second graders. And that was interesting too, because uh, uh, a good portion of those kids were um, Amish kids. And um, one of the things that I did, this little boy had this is just a decide, but the little boy had his uh, overalls were pinned, you know, the straps were pinned. So I brought a sewing kit. One day I was going to put buttons on that for him. And fortunately, the teacher across the hall saved me and she said, oh, don't do that. They don't believe in buttons. <laughs> so I didn't put buttons on his pants. But oh, So when you... Um... When you started back into school then, by that time you were back working full time and you had five kids at that point, right? Well, yeah, in the long run, I, I, I taught from then on, you know, I had uh, uh, all five of you kids and uh, I taught to after you were born and then I, I took the time off and uh, uh, to raise a family. And during that time, your dad had his first heart attack. He yeah. was 30 uh, at the time. Yeah. And, and so I knew I needed to get back, you know, finish my education and, uh, and be prepared to go back to work full time. So I did that. And, um, and then I decided, well, I'd better, while I'm in the uh, going to school process, to just keep on going once I got my degree and, uh, and got my master's uh, without, you know, pausing. Teaching, raising five kids, and going to school was, was my life. Yeah, so Oni, that's, I mean, some of those things are fairly similar to what you experienced, too, of I did yeah. getting back and having a you know decent sized family. <laughs> so I surely what? came across those issues. Um, so yeah, for me it was really family life and uh, probably time management to kind of split the time be between mm -hmm. both. And it was pretty stressful, but um, I, I managed to do it. You know, yeah. um, I had no spare time, and whatever spare time <laughs> I, I did have was very precious. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. so. You know, I'm just thinking about some of the challenges of of that and making it all work. So, you know, like how did how did you guys decide what was a priority then? Because you know, you get to 
you know, maybe midterms time, but you're got a sick kid and you, you know, have something going on at work. How, how did you sort that all out? Um, That's a good question. Uh, Every I, once in a while. <laughs> yes, but but I also was was lucky uh, because uh, I did have your dad who yeah. was very very supportive, which was unusual back in those days because you know the the man was to be the head of the household and uh, you know you just did what what he wanted to do, but your dad was very very uh, good about helping out and I could come home from work and supper would be on the table because he'd get home before I did. And, um, you know, so that's how I happened to manage was I had a good helper. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had the same thing too. I had my family. Uh, my mother-in-law was very helpful. She was always around. She took care of my, my youngest, which he was six months old, like I said before. And my husband was very helpful to him around the house. And that's how, I had to prioritize going back and uh -huh. forth and making sure that that he took care of his part and I took care of my part and we would make through it. <laughs> yeah. Were there things that you found really difficult to to work with in all of this? Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I would say that pretty much, you know, it was difficult uh, because you could be teaching and you had a lot of help, but Still, I found that, you know, doing, I'd have to grade papers uh, and uh, and plan for, you know, what I was going to be doing. And that all came after all of you went to bed and I would be up until the wee hours of the morning then. Uh, so getting any kind of rest was probably uh, really a challenge. Um, yeah, that's still a challenge for you, though. So. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I would say studying for me, um, I had a hard time finding time to study. Yeah. Um, so what I had to do was I would stay at work or at school um, mm -hmm. and just study at work and do all my work there. And, and the other thing about that was that I also had classes at night. So I would get home 10, 11 o'clock at night at times. So I had yeah. no sleep also. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's... I think everyone has some, you know, amount of of time management difficulty with things, but I think when you when you throw all of those things at people, you know, is it is it just kind of you learn how to juggle and you, you know, do the best you can and realize that there are just some things that you, you know, that aren't going to get done or that you, you know, can't fix or well, my my house, it looked like it had five kids and nobody ever picked up after them, uh, you know, and and the, the dishes might be sitting in the sink, you know, and not done until the kids went to bed or whatever, you know, because you do have to make sacrifices. They're, they're just, you know, you can't do everything all at the same time. So something would have to uh, suffer. But I, I'll ask you, did you feel uh, neglected as you were growing up? Terribly neglected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
good one, good one. And you, you know, and you're no, honestly, you to be honest. <laughs> honestly, not at all. I mean, I think it was it was interesting for for us, I think, as your kids, because I mean, this was it was a really different time. So, you know, I remember early on, you didn't have a driver's license. True. And, and yeah. so, you know, we were in this pattern of things where, you know, we'd go to get you from, from work and we'd drive you and eat dinner in the car, taking you to class. And then, huh. you know, we'd pick you up after class and bring you home. And then it was time for dad to go to work because dad worked midnight shift, you know? So, I mean... But there were lovely things that happened out of that, too, because, you know, we got very familiar with a college campus, you know, mm -hmm. very young, which a lot of kids never did. I mean, I think I was inside my first college class when I was not quite five with Uncle Dale, who took me to, to class one day, um, you know, so there were things like that. But there was also time that we got to spend with you and with dad that were different than other kids got. So while you were in class, rather than driving all the way home, we would go to, what was it, Wick Park or whatever, uh -huh. and, and yeah. feed the swans, you know? So it was, I think, more than feeling neglected, you got to feel that there was something special about it, you know? Yes. And you, your first um, interaction with the computer was when the computer was this big <laughs> thing in a room that took up the whole room. And uh, we were going down to, to university frequently yeah. because I would put in the information and it would come back incorrect. And yeah. it was frustrating. But you kids certainly, certainly knew how to, um, what computers were all about at a very early age. <laughs> well, thank God they advanced from that because that was when you were key punching. So you had all those cards, those stacks exactly. of cards that you had to key punch and, and put things in. So <laughs> And do it you know, over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're if you're thinking about people today who are in this same kind of situation, what kinds of things do you think would be helpful to them like tools and stuff like uh, well, um, or tools or you know tips or you know anything well for me i say time management is one of the big things yeah mm -hmm. um without that i don't think i would have gone through everything um it, it was hard uh like i said i always had to stay at work or school and do my work there um and then make time for my family at the same time like yeah. I tried not to do any schoolwork on weekends so I could have time for my family mm -hmm. um, and also keep up with the, the house because that was the other side of the coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no socializing. We lost that part of it while yeah. in school for sure. Um, and the other point that I wanted to say was um, get involved on campus. Um, you know, I took a job as a student worker when I first started um, at Western and um, I feel that that really, really helped me out, um, get out of my comfort zone and get into the university or college life. I had no clue what I was getting into. So when I got into this job, I felt a little more comfortable. I met a lot of students this way, um, the professional staff, and I even got familiar with the, uh, 
the university's processes on you know what was mm-hmm. available to us and like the resources and stuff like that. And I also joined um, a club. I joined the Owls, which um, you <laughs> might know this. The Owls was uh, the non-traditional student organization on campus. So mm-hmm. I, I started as a member, and by my second year, I was the actual president of the club. Yeah. So I had more on my plate, and that's crazy <laughs> to say, but I had more on my plate to do. You know, but I was—I always love helping others, and being part of the club, uh, I felt that I was helping other non-traditional students too. And yeah. through the club, I was able to get out of my comfort zone again, and not have the anxiety of being on campus or dealing with, or just doing everything that I have to get done on campus. Um, but it was really, really helpful to be. Um, Involved on campus. Mm-hmm. What does OWLS stand for? I'm just. Oh curious. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I meant to say that. So the <laughs> OWLS um, is they were called the Older Wiser Learners. I love that. <laughs> yes, but the original OWLS from West Kind, I believe, was the Old Farts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, that Lord. I can believe too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't Mom. spend as my time on campus as you did. I spent most of my time, you know, on the job or at home doing the things that I needed to do to go. And I went to campus, you know, uh, at night uh, after working all day. But um, but I didn't work on campus. So, well, I didn't work on campus until after I started teaching. So, yeah. Okay. So. You know, Oni, you you work with all kinds of students every day. So what kinds of things do you think are most important for students to keep in mind in order to be successful? I mean, you talked about that getting involved, which I think is a really important thing for lots of students. But sometimes, you know, that might not be possible. Right. I would say uh, to manage the time effectively. Time management is a big part of it. Um, if without it, you can keep yourself in track. Um, and it's just hard as it is to be on, uh, back at school or in school and doing two things or three things at a time or trying to manage everything. Yep. So I definitely say time management, um, study hard, um, you know, whether in groups or I suggest small groups, um, but always keep focus on that. Um, mm-hmm. Ask for help from the yep. resources. There's a lot of resources on campus. Uh, we forget about them, but they're there. Um, <laughs> it's a matter of asking the question and you, you finding the answer, and and definitely focusing on your goals. What what is it you want to do, um, and how long? And if you have you want to finish in four years, well, focus on it and work yep. on it. Uh, take some summer classes. Take some online classes. That's what I did. That's how I did my degree, and I think in five and a half years. And yeah. as a part-time Good student, you. Yeah. yeah, and I also took some uh, CLEP exams that we spoke about before, and uh-huh. that helped me move forward. So do what you got to do to get through it. Practically. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and I think, go ahead, I, Mom. I was just going to say it's so interesting because I started uh, college when I was 17, and I finally graduated when I was in, I think I was 35 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Took me a lot longer than you, Oni. Uh, okay. Well, but yeah. you know what? I think that's. I think that's one of the things I was just gonna say. Something that that's important for people too is that 
it's not always just a race to get done while while you know that's the goal to get done yeah sometimes you know things get thrown in your way that make that impossible but you you never let that stop you from keeping at it you know it may have been delayed for a while but then you were back in it then too and i think for a lot of people who are in this kind of situation you get a semester that's overwhelming or something and mm -hmm. that you have to not take a class or something. It's just important to keep saying, okay, so this is going to take me a little longer than I wanted, but I'm still working toward that, that goal, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, and you don't know, give up. Yeah. mom, you've, uh, you know, you've been around the block for a while. You, you taught for, <laughs> for years and and did a lot of work with um with learning disabilities and things and now you've watched your own kids and your grandchildren who you know are in college or soon to be out of college or totally out of college and and things so we're getting to graduation time um what kinds of advice can can you think about giving those students who are just on that edge and, and getting ready to go out into this, you know, new part of their lives. Everyone calls it the real world, but you've been in the real world all the time, but it's a, you know, it's a new chapter, I guess. Uh, I've stumped her. Uh, so. Yes, you, you did. <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, you, you may have one goal when you start, mm -hmm. you know, and it may be that your goal will change somewhere uh, along the way. Um, and uh, keep going, I guess, is the thing that, um, you know, it's worth it. And I've never, ever regretted that. Uh, I was the first person in my family uh, to go to college. And uh, I, I just never, never thought I had done the wrong thing. I, I persevere and keep going. And if there are things thrown in your way that block you for a while, don't get discouraged because you can do it. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's it's funny because we're doing this on WebEx. Usually Pete's sitting in the background giving me hand signals and, you know, telling me what to go. But I'm, I'm looking at my little clock on the wall here and I know that we're you know running out of the time that we usually do this so oni and mom i i really just want to thank you for doing this because i think it's a this is a segment that i know a segment of our students that i don't think about a lot because they're not the students i generally work with so I'm, I'm really happy that we're you know addressing this group of students and um if you are listening in and and are somebody who you know, was thinking about school, but you were maybe putting it off because of other obligations that you have. I hope after listening to you guys that that you reconsider um, mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and I also hope that if you're a student who's kind of right in the muddy waters of this whole kind of experience now that that this gives you some hope that there's a, you know, a bank on the other side that you can get to and uh, you can use some of the advice that you heard here to, to reach that and realize that, you know, there is an end in sight for things. So, mm -hmm. um, 
But there also is a challenge, no matter how old you yeah. are, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, there's always challenges. <laughs> exactly, and just persevere and uh, stick with them or try them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is the our last episode of Gab and Grow for our 2019-20 year. Um, and like I said at the start, it's been kind of a wild end to it. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, from from both me and from Pete, who is our delightful and talented recording engineer, <laughs> I, I hope that you all stay well and healthy. And I, I am seriously hoping that we'll find ways to be together in the fall again. Um, still everyone healthy and well. So if you have um, questions or ideas for programs that you want to hear us discuss in the future, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And uh, if you've missed our podcast before and want to catch them, find your favorite podcast spot and look up Gab and Grow. They're all there for you. So mm -hmm. um, thanks again, guys. And then thank until fall, that's it from Gab and Grow. Gab and Grow is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.